Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview-style podcast where I talk to musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. How's it going? I am on top of the moon. Even though, you know, that might not sound the best. I've got a bit of a croaky voice because I've got a bit of a cold butt. I'm not sure if you're a regular listener of the show or not, but if you are, you'd know that I recently found out that I have another hernia. I had a hernia about 13 years ago, um, so I've been feeling... Uh, you know, a lot of mixed emotions about it, especially as I'm just starting my school holidays at the moment, six weeks off from work, and I wasn't sure, you know, how I was going to spend my break, depending on when I had to go and get the hernia op- operated on or or whatever. But I went to see my specialist today, and he gave me some amazing news. I still have the hernia, but it's so small that it's uh, it's not giving me any discomfort or any. it's not hurting me in any way. So he said, don't worry about it. Just move on with your life. Go on, go out there, do your stuff. I was like, I was ready for like, okay, mate, you're going to have to get surgery. It's going to be six-week recovery, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, well, is it hurting? I'm like, no. He's like, well, it's so tiny. Don't even worry about it. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm I'm really relieved. It's a great, great thing. So look, I may need to get it, um, you know, uh, operated on in the future, uh, but of course I'll, um, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And, uh, I trust him because he, he worked on me 13 years ago. He did my, uh, my father-in-law's gallbladder only this year as well. And he's, uh, he didn't tell me who, but he worked on a bunch of people from my work as well. So my guy, he's, he's the guy. I won't say his name on air, but if you're in my area and you've got something going on down there, he's the guy. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, now I'm just going to get it, get out of here, you know, get, go back to the gym. Um, I'm not going to sit on the couch or nothing. I'm going to get on with my life. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do, man. It's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. This week on the podcast, I sat down with Sarah, Connor and Christian from the band Siraj. Uh, so stick around for a story from Connor from the band who was roped into playing death in their newest video clip for their song Reaper. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Turing on iTunes or the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. And remember, Art of Turing is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. And you can check out all their other awesome podcasts on that network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. Now, uh, Art of Tist, Art of Lists, Art of I got that one from Zack Ryder. Um, There is some coarse language in this week's episode, Art of Touring listeners. So if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on The Secret Life of Pets. And then once they're dropped off at kindy, throw this podcast back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 35 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by Ghostbusters. Check out this TV spot for all the evidence you need to hire three recently jobless scientists from the University of New York and why Einstein did his best work while working as a patent clerk. In the middle of the night. Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you.
Just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on the desktop, uh, you can Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before I get into my conversation with Siraj, I'd like to share with you some of their music. This is a portion of their new single off their latest EP, and it's called Reaper. Check it out. shoulders one by one and I can see the end and time is moving way too fast and I can see the end and I was promised a long life no because I can see the end and I thought I could make it through the fire but I can see the end so I take the bricks that have broken me down And I build a road cemented in the ground And I break the rules that shouldn't have been made And I take what's mine Cause I ain't gonna die There we go. There's a taste of Siraj. Now let's have a, a gander at my conversation with Sarah, Connor and Christian. Here it is. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast coming at you from the Siriani Studios. I think I'm, I'm counting this right. This may possibly be the seventh ever episode recorded in this space. And uh, today, this evening, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening to this, because um, it is a podcast and you can be listening to this at any time, you could be in your undies right now. I wouldn't have a clue, right? You could be waking up listening to this very episode. We've got Siraj in the house. How are we, Siraj? How's it going? We are cracking. Cracking. We've got three members of Siraj. We've got Connor on the drums. How yeah. are you, Connor? I'm good. I'm good. Chilling, killing. <laughs> chilling, and killing. I like it. We have Sarah J, the vocalist for Siraj. How are you, Sarah J? I'm chilling, killing, and not drug dealing. <laughs> not drug dealing. Wow, we've got the rhymes coming out. And we've got Christian on the guitar. How are you, Christian? I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And as, as avid listeners of the podcast would know, I start the every podcast with the same question. Where are you from? I'm going to start with Christian, mate. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Um, grew up in Mill Park, but moved to South Morang. So still in the vicinity, but the same area, close. same area. Yeah. Pretty close. And where'd you go to school, mate? Uh, St. Monica's College. St. Monica's? You already knew that. <laughs> I did, but I didn't know where you went to primary school, Oh, man. primary school. Sorry, yeah. um, St. Francis in Charles Road. St. Uh, Francis? Yeah, so... Oh, okay. That yeah. is um, that is a feeder school, I believe, for St. Monica's College. Oh, yeah. Easy entry. Yeah. Just straight in. <laughs> made, made it a lot easier, yeah. 
And um, did you play guitar at all? Like, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> what, is, what just happened then? Sarah J just made a joke about your entry into St. Monica's College. She said it was easy entry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't, get in, I, I didn't get into Lara Pinto that easy. <laughs> Lara Pinto! Lara Pinto! You've got to work for things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, look, we'll get back um, to the to the topic at hand. I think the question was, yeah, your guitar playing. Did you pick up the guitar in primary school or was it more of a, a later years thing for you? No, nah, um, I picked it up like first, I think my dad and my, my dad's a musician. He's a drummer. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he actually started out, not the original drummer of the actual band, but um, he was in a band before Pseudo Echo became Pseudo Echo. Oh. So he was actually around a lot of music back in, you know his time mm-hmm. but um yeah i think they bought me guitars well my first guitar when i was like in grade three never picked it up and then right um grade five happened i had guitar lessons for a year and i think that whole year i didn't get off the first the bottom two strings yeah and then it was pretty much just um went to another guitar teacher for about a year he just helped me you know, get my main chords and then from the rest of it was just sort of youtube just teaching myself playing around a little bit hmm. you know there's probably uh, honestly i could probably say i could still learn a lot more but you know that, yeah yeah that, of course we all can man that music in high school helped a lot um it yeah. was just a lot of self-teaching stuff just picking up a guitar and just going for it that was mm. it was yeah that was kind of how i did it but it's a very different thing if i ask someone um the same question um who may be you know 20 or 30 years older than you because there was no youtube so to teach yourself yeah, you would have yeah. to listen to the record or the cd yeah. try to figure out what the player was doing but now with youtube you can just you know google how to play enter sandman and there's some dude showing you like exactly how to play it, well, well that's, you know? that's quite neat because the first songs i was learning i had like you know i appreciate them musically but i'm not you know i was learning yankee doodle and mary had a little lamb oh, heck yeah. yeah yeah all that you stuff rock out when you know you're a 12-year-old kid who loves ACDC, so, yeah. you know, you want to sort of jump, you know, straight into it and learn that sort of stuff, so YouTube just, and the internet in itself just makes it easy. You yeah. Know, like you can just search up, hey, I wanted to play Black and Black, mm. learn that in grade six, done, you know, easy. <laughs> and so, your family, you said, were very supportive, um, so supportive that you got a guitar, like, at a very young age. Yeah. Um, was that their actual guitar that you learned on in primary school, or you'd, by the time you got to grade five, you'd, you'd got another guitar? Um, well... The first guitar I got was actually, it was like a, um, it was almost like a prerequisite one. The, uh, my first guitar teacher was like, you have to buy this guitar. It was like a little crabby, shitty Valencia guitar. Uh, yeah, the, the classical str- um, nylon string. Nylon string. Yeah, yeah. And yep. Um, then I think about the end of year six came, just towards the end of year six, and my mm. dad bought me an Epiphone SG for Christmas. Oh, and, wow. Because, yeah, ACDC, Angus Young, big influence. Man, that, that, blew my, that blew my mind. That was Yeah, man. That was the start. Still got that guitar, so... Oh, you still have it? I still have that. Oh, I'll, fantastic. I'll, I'll never sell that. It might not be the um, yeah. knees, but just the sentimental. Well, it makes yeah. it makes a, yeah, it's a big thing for you, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can empathize. I'm a lot of musos do like sell gear and, you know, trade gear and, and get rid of stuff. Whereas, I mean, you can tell in this studio, I don't really get rid of anything. You know, it's, we're <laughs> surrounded by all my crap. Um, but yeah, look, you know, there's just behind Connor there, there's two guitars there and, um, I just kind of collect them and, and, you know, like I said, a lot of musos kind of get rid of stuff, but I, I can't do that. Um, well, that's awesome, man. It's cool to hear that story about your upbringing and that your family was very supportive. Um, I'm going to switch gears now to Sarah. Sarah, when did you, well, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm from Roxy, man. Roxy. Yeah, Roxy Park. Roxborough Park. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I grew up in Thomastown for a couple of years because that's where my grandma lives. And I went to primary school at St. Clair's in Thomastown. Mm-hmm. And then when I was about five, we moved to Roxborough Park. 
It's pretty chill over there. Yeah. And then after primary, I went to SMC. SMC, St. Monica's College. Yes, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> um, and so it was just like Roxburgh Park Primary School? Is that the name of the school? No, or? I stayed in St. Clair's in Thomastown. Oh, sorry, St. Clair's, that's what yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah I yeah. apologise. Yeah, right on. Yeah. And um, did you start singing in, in primary school? I started singing and like dancing when I was three, but then I took it quite seriously when I was eight. And mm-hmm. then I sang from like eight to ten with a teacher. She didn't teach me very much, to be completely honest, so I stopped. <laughs> really? Yeah, um, it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, was it just a teacher at the school or was it outside no, of school? No, it was outside of school oh, okay. where I did dancing as well. And, um, ah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. kind of like a, you know, I had to do dance, like singing to do dancing kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes. And, um, but I was, I was always growing up with singing because my grandma that unfortunately passed when I was younger always mm. just knew me to be a musician. So she just told my mum to always surround me by music and that's what I've been like. But mm. unfortunately when I was 10, my mum got like really sick so I had to stop all my extracurricular stuff and oh, no, that's things sad. like that. Yeah, yeah. The story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, when I got back into high school, I mean, I would still sing here and there but not take it seriously at all. And then right. I think in year eight or nine, I joined the school choir. At oh, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, these are like free singing lessons. Why not? And then from there, I kind of gained more confidence and the music department started seeing my potential a little more. So they included me in like some of the um, music bands, like what was it stage band, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from there, I was like, okay, I can, I can kind of sing. Right. So then I started doing vet music, which helped with performance, which I really wanted and it obviously helped with that and then Mm. I did music performance in year 11 and 12 Mm. found another singing teacher outside of school that helped me with all my singing exams so you did vet and vce at the same time yeah whoa and your first year of vet music was year 10 or year Year nine you didn't do it in year nine no 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 no. yeah Yeah, yeah. that's when I started taking music a little seriously a bit more seriously yeah I was kind of like breaking down I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school and I was like I'm not very good academically like it's hard for me to be good like academically so I try really 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 hard yeah and then my mom's like you love music just stick to that and i was like dang okay so i did <laughs> nice that's great man yeah yeah well that's a very rare um opinion um for mm. a lot of people uh because usually it's like why are you doing music like Absolutely. you should do something else but yeah. that's you supportive once you left school is amazing exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. No, my parents are pretty cool with that so i'm very lucky yeah, yeah. and so um yeah did i obviously i took you in your 10 11 and 12 for vet music yeah and um, for some context for our listeners, um, Christian and um, Sarah, you were both in the same class, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> for 10, 11, and 12, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you in the same class the whole time? Yeah. Pretty much, Because yeah. wasn't it one of your classes split because um, it was quite popular? Think, so there was two classes at one point? I think yeah. in year 11 there was two. Maybe two? Yeah. But you guys were always but in we the were same one? Together. Yeah, we were yeah. always together. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, even back then... Mm. I remember quite um, quite vividly when we would put together a song, a lot of the time Sarah would uh, be directing the band. would <laughs> be saying, you're doing that part wrong. You need to go to the bridge now. She still does that. She still does that. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell. You missed yeah. that second part. It's You know, that part. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll put it on the CD player. Look, oh, sorry, the MP3 player. Check it out. It's this part. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, Sarah. You can feel the stare going across the room. Like a little, <laughs> we she, she, has like, she has like this little smirk on her face too when she does it. Like, it's almost like... like 
I like you, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know, she'll give you that, and you're like, all right, pick yes. up your game. <laughs> you haven't done it right, man. <laughs> Bit of a control freak when it comes to music. Look, look, we are successful for a particular reason. Right, because you're the boss, oh. and you know what you want. She, she, yes. Oh, the girl. She's, she's not wrong in that way. I'm reasonable, right? Oh, no, she's she's great. Like, you know, I take the piss out of it, but it's great. But you know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. at we the same time, like, we couldn't have done half the stuff we've done without her sort of saying get this done because half the time if she's not there directing us and pushing us to do what we have to do Connor will just be banging the drums for 15 minutes right, right. Jack will be yeah, playing some one. screamo music in the corner <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'll just probably be farting in the yeah, corner I was going to say that <laughs> so you know all those protein farts mate going to the gym oh, too much yeah. all the time he's like guys I'm it, starting to eat healthy again so, and then he'll just fart right? like, oh, God. <laughs> every band needs needs that strong force to oh, push up so. we got Mike McCraw <laughs> fantastic not expecting that <laughs> hey, listen, but there is there is a great moment in a, one of my favorite films. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. It's a song, It's a movie called Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Have you guys ever heard of this film? I've heard of it. You should check it out. It's a great because he basically plays a character who's in a tribute band. And he's um, rehearsing in the band room with all of the other bandmates. And they're getting the part of the song wrong. And he's taking it full seriously. And he's taking it back. And he's like... We want it. We got to take this serious, man. Like we, we, he takes it back, like on the CD. I think maybe um, no, it is set in the nineties. Anyway, he's listening to it on the stereo, and he's like, "No, like this." And whenever I watch it, I'm like, "That's just like Sarah." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they should check it out. That could be actually oh really God. fun for you guys okay. to see. Yeah, Bad yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll move over now to uh, the man behind the kit, Connor. How hey. are you, big fella? Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, good. You're good. You're, you're yeah. sporting a, a very impressive beard. It's good to have another bearded man on the podcast Thank for once. You. I, I appreciate being able to talk about beards. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Look, <laughs> Sorry, we'll, 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 took it, we'll take a photo for the podcast and I'll make sure hashtag beard life is incorporated Wonderful. on Instagram. Life oh. with a Y. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, life with a Y. I'm going to start doing that. I might get more, more traction. Um, so, where are you from, Connor? Where'd you grow up? Uh, so, I grew up in Newport, which is the suburb just next to Williamstown. Okay. West side. Um, Two back. <laughs> west side. Um, and I went to school in Williamstown for primary school at least. And yeah. then realized I didn't kind of fit in with like the generic sort of, I guess like schooling system of like do this and do that. And yeah. this is how you do it on a whiteboard and not actually like showing me how to do it. So I moved to a Steiner school okay. in Kew called Pres Hill. Yeah. And uh, that kind of, I guess, sort of made me who I am today, kind of. If I wasn't... I talk with my hands a lot. You can't really... You can't hear that, but I do. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> what what grade were you in when you moved to the Steiner School? So, that was after primary school. So, I finished Oh, year you six. finished yeah. all primary school. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. clarify that very well. Sorry. No, that's okay, yeah. So, after primary school... <laughs> after primary school, Went to yeah. Steiner School for your secondary schooling. For secondary schooling, yeah. yeah. right. So, I did VCE there as well. Mm-hmm. Um as as well as Sarah and Christian, I also mm. did vet music. Oh, you at, did do vet? Yeah, so I did it at Swinburne. I did... So, actually, that's a lie, sorry. The first year, I did performance at Lindell Hall in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, realized like- it wasn't that interesting. Everything that I was learning was stuff that I was also learning at school. Sure. And I was just like, there isn't really a point 
I want to kind of get into the technical side of like production and stuff mm. like that. So I moved to the Swinburne one for production. Okay. I'm really scared because I thought, do I have to do another year? Because I haven't done one and two. And oh. they were just like, no, nah, man, it's cool. I'm like, sweet. Nice. So I did um, vet music production mm. at Swinburne. I mm-hmm. did VCE music at Press Hill with only four people in the class. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So it, it was, was good a, that it ran, yeah. Yeah, it was a very small school. There was about 20 people in year 12 mm. when I graduated and four of them dropped out. Whoa, that yeah. is tiny. So it was a very, very small school, very hands-on. Are you sure you were actually at a school or like <laughs> it someone's was, house and <laughs> you said, hey, I can teach VCE? <laughs> it was totally more of like a like a glorified babysitter, to be honest. Right, yeah. Like, it was um, a really prestigious school, though. It was like, but you got no, your not certificate, though. Yeah, I got a certificate. I right? completed VCE. Yeah. And we did all the exams and stuff like that, but it was so small. Wow, I want to teach at this place. Know, Man, it was <laughs> awesome. I yeah. had like the... Like with that, I um, like obviously with the music side of things. Sure, yeah. Because I work closely with the teachers and stuff. There, I was part of like the school bands. They mm. were like, um, we used to do like a a jazz night at Dizzy's Jazz Club. Yeah, Dizzy's. In, sure. Is that Richmond? I yeah, think? it's in Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah Richmond. Yeah. We used to play there. We used to do our jazz band performance like twice a year, hmm. um, which was pretty cool. I was detesting playing jazz constantly. Yeah. I can empathize with that. Yeah. When when I started learning drums in year seven, mm. um, to get the proper technique with everything, they were like, you're going to learn jazz. Right. And I'm like, ah. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. I, like I want to be, be a punk rock kid. Yeah. And you're getting me to go... Yeah. Playing swing. Fun fact about the drums thing. So, my parents were also pretty supportive of me playing music because mm-hmm. my whole family's musicians, pretty much. Oh, really? Can you yeah. tell us about that? So His mum is famous. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, full famous? Yeah. She does backing vocals for John Farnham and Anthony Collier. Oh, wow. Um, she also does stuff for Dancing with the Stars. She's the girl with the dreadlocks. If you, yeah. if you see her in the pit, that's my mum. That's your mum. So. Oh, my God. She's on the carols. Oh, she's totally on she's carols. She's on carols by candlelight. Yeah, she's a very established singer. Susie Hearn. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do not share the last name. I took my dad's last name. Ah. That's just because that's what I was... She's got a stage name. Right? Yeah, it's her stage name. <laughs> like Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, she actually told me, because she was pushing me to learn an instrument. Um, sure, yeah. Because... Why not? Like she's a muso, yeah, yeah. She want hopefully to see if you had that in your genes as well. Yeah, and I was I was obviously interested in it. I would play with all her gear and stuff like that. Um, like we would make music on her computers and stuff like that because she always mm. had Logic set up, and we were just like, cool, let's make some sick beats and stuff like that. <laughs> and she said to me, you can play any instrument you want, any instrument in the world. I do not care what it is, just as long as it's not drums. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Here we go. Connor's got an uphill battle here, it sounds like. His, uh, his primary school days look like they're going to be a bit harder now because he's, he said he's hard on playing drums and his mum's like, yeah, nah, Connor, mate, sorry, not happening. It's like, you can, no, stop hitting the pots and pans. You can play guitar or flute or something lame like that. Flute would be nice. Something musical. Yeah, something musical, something with notes. And I'm just like, nah. Nah. I want to play drums. Yep. Um, and how long did it take for her to cave in? Two years. Two years, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, That's better than me, man. I told my mum I wanted to be a drummer at five, and she said, ask me again when you're ten. I had to wait five years geez. before I got my 
drum lessons and a drum kit. But event, uh, I was waiting, man. I was like 10 years old. I was like, Mom, drums. I've told this story many times on the podcast. So I, won't, <laughs> I won't tell it anymore. But there you go. Only two years. Yeah. Fantastic. So you got your drum kit, got I your did. lessons. Well, actually, I started off just doing lessons. I didn't get a drum kit until I was two years into the lessons because my mum didn't want to spend all the money on a drum kit just in case I was just like doing ah, it for like yeah. shits and giggles. I was just like, so no. you couldn't practice. You only got to play like in the lessons. Yeah, so I would go into school and use the drum kits there and stuff like yep. that, or I yep. would like borrow some drumsticks from school mm. and take them home and use my pillow. Um, wow, and. Then she finally sort of caved a little bit when yeah. I got to years eight or year nine. I think the start of year nine. Um, mm. And she was like, okay, you can get a drum kit, mm. but it's going to be an electric drum kit, so I don't have to hear it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you had to, when you were rehearsing at home, you yeah, had the electric kit. I had an electric kit and I Whoa. plugged it into a guitar amp that my brother had. Yeah. Just because he was learning guitar at the same time that I started learning drums. Oh, so you didn't have to play with headphones. You could at least yeah. hear some bounce back yeah. live in the room. Well, that's well, something at least, it's isn't something, it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was... Well, I remember when I started learning, man, we didn't have the full drum kit yet and I literally got given like a um, a kick pad and, yeah. and a snare pad uh, and, and no hi-hat or anything. So it was just like a pad and it wasn't electrical. It was literally just like... yeah, Like, like a practice pad. That's exactly yeah. what it was. A practice pad oh and a God. little kick pad and I'd, I'd just sit there doing my paradiddles one yeah. and a two and a three and a four and a, you know, doing all do the rudiments. I would that on my pillow. Yeah, and the pillow as well. I'd just yeah. be smashing it out, you know. Um, far out, man. So the yeah. electric kit. And so electric how long kit. did you have to wait till you got the full kit? So I got to year 10 mm. and I... This entire time, I was pressuring my mom. Hey, I really, really, really want like a like a proper drum kit. I want mm. to be able to make noise. I want to mm. like, you know, like it's just something like you know you. It's not a passing phase, mom. I'm dedicated. Yeah. It's like I've yeah. been doing this for four years. I think think it's kind of like yeah, that's cool. Like well, four years at that point. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, she caved in again. Nice. Uh, I think it was April of. 2010, I think. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. I posted something on Facebook about it and I can't remember what day it was, but it keeps coming up in my memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went into what's now GH Music, but it used to be Billy Hyde mm-hmm. on Flemington Road mm. in Kensington or Flemington or, you know, mm. that area. Um, and I still go there regularly because they're awesome dudes there. Um, they had this they had two kits there that I was like oh my god I'm madly in love with these and one of them was like this Tama one with 400 toms and two kick pedals and just all this stuff and I'm like I want that one (laughs) 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 because why not it's got the most amount of things it looks cool it was matte black I'm like damn that's really cool this other one which is the one I still have it's a Gretsch Catalina Ash nice um and it came with like the whole hardware pack and symbols. Yeah. And man, that it's such a nice sounding kit, that one. And I've, mm. I've still got it. It's in my room at the moment because I'm not playing it anymore. But sure, yeah, yeah. It's still there. I, we could I use would, it for recordings or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't ever sell it. Like, yeah. I've sold one piece of equipment and it killed me a little. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's hard to let go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. 
It was wow. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, yeah, you, you finally get the drum kit. You're, you're getting gaining conf- confidence behind the kit, and you're now in year ten. Yeah, and um, you're getting to play a lot more regularly. Yeah, and did you get to? Did you play like in like a band at high school as well, or? Yeah, so I was the only drummer within the, I guess, VCE level and probably to like year eight, because mm-hmm. like all the year sevens were still like learning and stuff like that. Yeah. The year eights, they kind of had a hang of it, but they weren't really like into it. So if there was any drumming gig, you got it. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So I would be, but, mm. everybody would ask me to play drums. Um, yeah. So I was in, at a point, I think five or six different school bands. Oh, like ensembles and that. Yeah. So you're in the stage band and then this band and then the jazz yeah. band and da da da. But no, you weren't in any bands like with, with your friends or anything? Um, I tried to start one when I was in year 11. Yeah. Year 12. Um, and it was like a deathcore band. Because <laughs> um, yeah. uh, that's when I started like learning double kick pedals and ah. finding out what the China symbol does and what it is. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I would play that sort of stuff and but it didn't you didn't form a band no it didn't we just sort of hung out in the music room and screamed into microphones that was a bad hit pretty much yeah, <laughs> yeah right right it was art <laughs> far out man yeah. um and so bringing it back down bringing it back together to um to everyone in 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 the room um in suraj um uh, we all you know we can assume everyone um well no you guys aren't the same age are you no. No. So we're you guys graduated in 2015? Yeah, but I'm yeah. a year younger than Christian because yeah, I I'm graduated 21. the year earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 20. And you graduated in 2013 or 14? I did. I graduated in 2013. 13, yeah. So how did you guys all come together and form a band? Oh, I can tell the story. Girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's hear the story, Sarah. Let's uh, hear this it. This is interesting. Okay. Yeah. Suck. <laughs> Oh, don't. Okay. Oh, God. All right, so where was I? Um, let's go back to when I just finished graduating. Mm. Um, I met this woman, Susie Ahern, if you recall, Connor's mum. My mother. Um, ah. She was at a gig. I was representing St. Monica's at this charity event, and I met her there, and she expressed her interest to me. And what was the gig? Um, it was a massive charity ball for um, Children's First Foundation. I think we still... Like, SMC still sponsor them. Oh, okay. And stuff like that. Yeah, um, it was part of the ensemble program. Uh, no. <laughs> no? No. So basically, I did all the extracurricular helping out, like, outside of school with, um, you know, soup kitchens and, like, children hospitals and all that kind of stuff. Oh, like um, social justice <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. Mr. Albaba? Oh, um, no, it was through... Oh, Panaccio? Mm-mm, Blonde. Blonde? Oh, Sarantos? No. <laughs> Mr. Blonde? Oh, was it a, a male or a female teacher? Female. Te- she was the best woman ever. Oh. She's based on the junior campus. Oh, junior campus. Yeah. Day? Blonde. No. No? Oh, it was oh, somebody. Wait. Penny Day? No, no Miss Day? No. Her name was Blonde Georgina. Lady. Oh, I love her. I'm so sorry, Miss. That's okay. This. But she gave me the opportunity. Yeah. Um, because I was at um, the kids home where all the sick children were and they were getting looked after and I was singing to them and then they're like hey she's good and then they asked me to perform at the gala ball Mm -hmm. which was they celebrate it every year and they hired Tim Campbell to sing there and Susie was back backing vocals backing vocals for Tim Campbell there you go we're having a good time there and then Mm. I found out that she's actually quite 
quite a celebrity. Mm. Um, so we got in contact and she helped me out with a lot of my music things and I'm here today because of her. Yeah. And so she ended up offering me a job at this school that she was working at called Melbourne Academy of Performing Arts, MAPA, yeah. it's called, uh, yeah. based in Spotswood, which is just next to Williamstown. And, yeah, science um, works. Yeah, and mm. so I was working there and I was trying to form my music into something further rather than just the solo artist. And I'm like, I need a band to do gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was talking to Susie and she was like, yeah, well, my boys are really good at rhythm because at the time Jack was doing bass and Connor was obviously on drums. Mm -hmm. And he was working at Mapper as well as the drum teacher. And I was just a receptionist at the time. And then... Um, oh, so Connor was actually there as a drum yeah, teacher. Yeah. I forgot ah. that I did that. Yeah. And so there that's how I met him. Mm. And then we kind of became friends here and there. And then I talked to Susie. I'm like, yeah, can you ask your boys to play for me? Mm. And she's like, yeah, of course. Got them on board. And then I was like, okay, who the heck how, like, else am I going to get? And I'm like, oh, Gemma, she played piano. And we got along so well. So then mm. messaged her and she's like, yeah, like I'm down. And then I was like, okay, I need another guitarist. And then out of nowhere, like, just putting out in the universe, I was just walking around bloody Plenty Valley Shopping Centre and smashing to this one. Sup? And I was like, Christian, <laughs> man, yeah, you just, still play? Oh, I was just like, oh, I was with my then girlfriend at the time, just walking down Westfield, and then Sarah comes up, she gives me a big hug, yeah. and I was almost like, oh, God, what's happening here? <laughs> and then that she's was like, so funny. And then she's like, um, oh, yeah, you know, we're, um, you know, she goes, I'm starting a band, um, if you know if you're interested, let me know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely, just let me know. And yeah, I didn't really think much of it at the time. I was just like, mm. oh, you know, something might happen. And then literally the day later, she's like, oh, come here, we're doing a rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, sweet. Let's do it. It was so funny because I was like, kind of best friends with the girl he was dating, and I didn't even say hi to her. I just went straight to him, and I was like, hey. Oh, <laughs> it was Oops. so bad. I was like, oh yeah, hey girl. You had but, something on your mind you wanted to ask him. Yeah, it was yeah. just like the right time and the right place because yeah. I wouldn't have just messaged him out of nowhere because I mean we hadn't seen each other for a whole year. Oh really? Yeah. I think, I think it was just fate in a way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That was, that was meant to happen. That day was meant yeah. to happen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was. And then it's so cool thing. brought them together in a rehearsal, and it was where did you rehearse? Terrifying. We rehearsed at the music school that Connor and I worked at because oh, okay. yeah, like studios room. and stuff like that yeah yeah and so because Susie owned the place so she of course let us do that and it mm. was terrifying because I was bringing together all these people that didn't know each other very well and mm. expecting them to have a bond and I don't know magically it happened so it was mm. incredible and I got them to play some of my songs and switched it up and yeah the I don't know we've just been a beautiful family ever since so you had started writing songs but you yeah. didn't have anybody to like no. play them yeah, with so you or for you or anything I'd like established myself as a solo artist okay and at, when I got them they were just my session musicians at the time right and I was like I just need you guys to help me with gigs and recording and stuff like that yeah and then we just created this incredible bond that I could never lose and I was mm. like I'm not letting that go that easily and I couldn't do it on my own so I was like mm. let's just be a officially band. be a band so I think yeah. at the end of 2017 we're like yeah we all agreed on it and we're yeah. like heck yeah and there, was so. a, there was a lot of like creative yeah. juices flowing at the time the energy like, I remember was when amazing we, like when we first started like Jack's not here at the moment but he's quite a mastermind behind sort of making riffs and songs mm -hmm. yeah. different to what they were like you know when we first um, started playing together like remember those first two rehearsals I came up with a guitar riff which guitar riff sorry which now I look back and I go eh, that wasn't that good it was actually I think it was, for, was Invincible, Invincible. It, was for it was Invincible which is like the first song we released properly you know music video and all mm. you know and I came up with the guitar riff for that and looking back at it now like oh, I wish I didn't do that but at the same time like it's kind of interesting to see how you know we started from there we had it was 
pretty much a basic song. It was a very basic, yeah. sort of very slower song too. Oh. Mm. How it sort of progressed yeah. with you know Connor's input, Sarah's input, my input, Jack's input, and, yeah. and Gemma's as well to what we've got now, which is like really fast paced, really rocky, and just completely different. Yeah, yeah right. So it's what we've wanted, you know. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, you're still kind of finding your feet, still kind of getting to know each other personally and musically, Absolutely, you know, yeah. seeing what everyone's strengths are and everything. Mm. And that's um, that's a cool thing when you can kind of look back and go, okay, well, that's where we started, but now look, look, now look where we are. Yeah. You know, this is where we're what the kind of stuff we're producing at the moment. It's like it's like I'm changing the difficulty on a PlayStation game from easy to advanced. <laughs> it's like you start off with a couple of basic chords, and then yeah. I've got Jack coming up with like new stuff, everything, and he's like, and That's the worst great. thing is, I like, come into rehearsals, and Jack's just like, oh yeah, okay, with this thing, this is a new thing you got to do, and he's like. Drop some, D. He's doing some stuff that I'm like on drop D I do, but you know, drop C stuff. Yeah, he's doing sure. drop C. crazy stuff with his it's hands fun. and he's like, Oh, I need you to do that and I'm like, Alright, yeah, sweet okay. man. I'll just um just pick up a magic wand and yeah. make this yeah. happen. It's a good challenge but, for all of us. It pushes us a lot as musicians as well. So yeah, that's yeah. been incredible to see us all progress together and individually in our music. So yeah. that's important. Well that was kind of my next question. So when you do are when you are writing your songs, yeah. um, is it m- does Jack sometimes just come in with a riff and then you base a whole song around that, or do you come uh, come? Up, I'm talking to Sarah now. Mm. Do you come in um, with a like a song idea with like chords and a melody, and then you base a song around that, or like how does it work? So far, what we've done with our um, latest EP and all that stuff, uh, it's basically I will sit at a piano and by myself and just make up chords and make up a melody with lyrics and that's all set and I mm. give it to the band. Mm-hmm. Jack usually writes some crazy guitar stuff with Christian. They do that together. Mm. And then we all just vibe with each other and then we're like, and then we start putting structural things in it. So we're like, we need some stops here or this should be that kind of rhythm here and there. Yeah. But that's how it's been for the past yeah. couple of songs. Yeah. Um, but we have written one song all together, which is called You Said, which is on our EP at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that was... That was just incredible. We're all just chilling. And um, <laughs> um, Jack had his capo on. I don't know why. And then just out of nowhere, this song just came out by itself. And we had it on recording. Five minutes, it was written. The whole structure, every wow. single lyric. It was incredible. And it's one of our favorite songs now. So That's cool. It's interesting. I think that's always the way that it has been written. Just because, I don't know, the lyrics that I write are very sentimental. They're very like emotional. It comes from an energy that I'm currently feeling. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks, Christian. And then they <laughs> they write their melodies and guitar riffs and drum beats on on what they're feeling as well. So it's yeah, our yeah. whole story brought together in the song, and that's right why on. each song means a lot. So, yeah, yeah. Because I have been um, checking out some of your YouTube um, uh, releases and uh, like video clips, and there was one that I I really enjoyed watching. We were at like a time zone or something, like a yeah, video that game was place. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Yeah. Can you tell me how you gained access to that place to shoot? Like, and how the logistics sticks of that actually went down did we just ask uh, oh, so we had um at the t- we at the time we had a band manager um that we don't work with anymore unfortunately but mm. she was awesome at the time and she ended up we we hired like a director music video producer that we actually just worked with again for our debut i'm um, not our debut our second music video reaper which just came out an hour ago go check it out oh wow <laughs> um cool. but he's awesome so him dylan his name's dylan pierce and he went with our manager jazz to go check out the place and they just asked we just had to pay a fee i think but it was only like 200 bucks oh wow and we got to use it for the whole night the and whole night and we got free games yeah we got free games dude let's do that even when you're not shooting a film <laughs> yeah. clip i'll give a time zone 200 bucks to play <laughs> free games and we got to make 
so much noise. We got to hire out the whole laser tag room. It was sick. Oh, wow. So that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah. at the time when we hired it out, they had just, because it's in Plenty Valley, they had just extended it. So it was quite new. So for us Oh, to, was it that place? Yeah. So oh, for us to right. use it, it was kind of like an advertising tool for them too. And it was like during the right, day, nice. like Tuesday or something like that. It was just from a memory. Tuesday evening. Or something like that too. Yeah. Like it was like 12. 12, 12 till, yeah, late. So yeah. they weren't really busy. And mm. yeah, we just jumped in. It was in cool. Did and just thing? shot it. Just yeah. shot it. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Nice it was, one. It was a cool day. It was yeah, so we got to play laser like, tag. <laughs> man, playing laser tag with these guys was probably the best part. <laughs> I got competitive. I oh, <laughs> you, so did You got I. so competitive. We all did. We're like, oh, these are, these are different personalities. <laughs> There's one shot in the music video. You can see me literally holding the gun like as if I'm in Hawaii Five O or something like that. I've just stormed into your house like I'm SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> That whole time just was hunting oh, was so much Jack fun. down. So. I know Jack was competitive, Jack. man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Jack. Jack. It's always Jack. nice to kind of um, unveil the uh, the behind the scenes stuff mm. of how a clip gets you know made and created and and how it gets all brought, brought together. Um, and so you mentioned that you um, shot that one with a director, and now you're actually using the same director on the mm. on the new clip. Tell yeah. us about that one. So we um, Reaper. It's called Reaper. Yeah, it's really really cool. What we did was Connor, Gemma, and I went with the um, music video producer slash director Dylan and mm-hmm. his team of people, and we drove three hours to Beechworth, and we shot it at an abandoned mental asylum, which was Whoa. horrific. Abandoned. <laughs> abandoned. We're talking marks. But it was very legal because it's now a ghost tour kind of place. So we had to hire that out. You did, yes. Yeah. I don't know how much it was though because we just paid a fee to Dylan and he ended up figuring looking it all out. Yeah, yeah. So that was horrific. It was very haunted. Mm. I said the rosary three times after it. Whoa. It was just like even looking at the video now, I still get chills because I can't believe that we were there, like knowing the history and feeling that energy was just. Horrific. And then, like, the second part in the music video, you can explain that one, Christian. Oh, you want me to do that Yeah, one? go for it. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, so um, we had, a, like, this warehouse. Like, you wouldn't even know it's there. You just drive down this street in Coburg. Yeah. And, you know, walk through this door in this huge kind of, like, industrial kind of studio space. It looked really cool. It looked kind of like a old sort of mental asylum. It, it suited it really it well. It suited it really well. Yeah. And, um because I couldn't get down to Beechworth. I was kind of the hassle because I had a bit of work on. So, mm. um, And actually on that day, I literally drove straight from work and I was supposed to be there, I think, half an hour earlier than I should. I walked in there wearing my you know, full tradie get-up <laughs> and they're all wearing like just pitch black clothes and they're just giving me this desk there like, go get changed. You're hurry, half an hour. Hurry your ass up. <laughs> You're half an hour. You're half an hour like, yeah, get in there. Um, <laughs> time yeah, is money. Time is money, yeah. <laughs> but it was a, but yeah, you're, yeah, we're paying, paying we're, them by the hour. We're, we're paying them by the hour. Like, <laughs> nah. F up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was um, really cool. Like, you walk in, just this really sort of big industrial space, yeah. and, you know, Dylan is just amazing at what he does. And, you know, like, when we first first shot the first video, I wasn't expecting, you know, the amount of time, effort, and stuff mm. he puts into it. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he, a big production it's music yeah, video. He, he rocked up with, like, these cameras that are rolling this way. He's got things that can project stuff behind us. You know, he's yeah. doing all these effects yeah. and stuff like that. I'm just, he's know, like, really into it, eh? Really into it. That's yeah. cool. I was just like, holy shit. Okay, this is mm. nothing I could do on Windows Movie Maker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a fun fact, when we filmed the part in Beechworth, so that was, like, the narrative. Connor actually played the Reaper. Do you want to talk about that a little <laughs> oh, bit? That's yeah, let me hear about that. <laughs> so, um... We were, Jack was going to do it, my brother, mm. um, but because we both work 
in the same place, we couldn't both get the time off because <laughs> mm. the other manager was at school or something. Um, so I was kind of thrown into playing the Reaper, um, which was, I think it was from Spotlight, the costume. Where was it from? No, we got it from a costume shop. Okay, we actually. got it from a costume shop. Now I feel like a dick. <laughs> um, so the night before or two nights before, we were at Gemma's house yeah. with a cheese grater, um, trying to distress it a little bit because it looked so it was so oh, costumey. It looked, it looked so yeah. costumey. It was just perfectly cut. It was yeah, like, that's not it was supposed to be creepy, not yeah. cheesy. Um, yeah, so you're trying to um, weather it and distress yeah. it. Yeah, make it look. Less costumey, more cool looking. Yeah, spooky, yeah. spooky gimsuit. Spooky gimsuit, except <laughs> with more like waves. Yeah, it's like a high fashion gimp, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> crazy costume. Uh, so, like with the costume as well, there was like these gloves <laughs> that I felt like Audrey Hepburn. Um, oh wow, they, they went up to like I guess elbow. Sure, length, but awesome. I have. I don't know, weird arms, and they went, like, pretty much past my elbow. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like a queen now. Right. Um, you had to wear stockings as I well. I had to wear stockings. I've never worn stockings you before. You mean had to wear stockings, or yeah. they told you that you had to wear stockings? Well, he they, wanted you to mean, wear stockings. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wanted to wear stockings. So, like, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm tall, but... I'm long, I guess. Sure. So, um, the costume didn't reach as low as we wanted it to. You could see my ankles. Ah, okay. Um, so I had to like put something around my feet that was black. I was like, I'm just going to wear my Vans. Um, no, they were not good enough for Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) The Reaper wouldn't wear Vans, Connor. (laughs) What kind of Reaper do you think we're portraying here? Hello. (laughs) One that grew up in the 2000s. Right? (laughs) No, no Vans. Chemical romance. Right? (laughs) So, what was the the fix? What did you end up doing? I took my shoes off. Yeah. um, Put stockings on. (laughs) Yes. He he tripped over so many times because he had like a morph Yeah, I had had, like a morph suit mask (laughs) on. I had to like walk upstairs or something. To add to the gimp kind of look. Yeah. I had like skin tight black gloves. (laughs) Yeah. Skin tight black leggings. Leggings. Skin tight face mask. (laughs) Yeah. And a... Tell me more. And a hood. And a hood. (laughs) So I could see out of the face mask a little bit. Just a little bit. And I yeah. to kind of see where I'm going. Mind you, it was super dark in the place. No light whatsoever. There's no <laughs> electricity there. Like, it's from the... the building was built in, like, 1930 or something like that. Sure, yeah. Or even before that. It was, like, 1876 or something when it was first opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I couldn't see an awful lot. And then, once I put the hood on, because it kind of went over my face. Yes. I was, I was blind. <laughs> I was just like... Trying what? to take direction, and you yeah, couldn't even see what you were doing. Am I going, yeah, yeah. Um, I think That's I, great. I think I walked into a door a couple of times. Yeah, yeah right. That's hilarious. <laughs> the corridors are pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. But did it end up looking good? Yes. Oh, Dylan yeah. did some cool yeah. editing he... to make it not look as costumey. Yes. I don't know what is it like called. What, what? Uh, post video effects. Nice. VFX. 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 Yeah. I think that's what it's called. So it looks a bit more gloomy, you know, Mm -hmm. a bit more like bigger instead of like tall and just. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It looks like a proper film production instead of one that you see on YouTube that's done by students. Right, yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were were worried about that. Like, this can look cheesy. It can go either way. And we wanted to take this one a little more seriously. Yeah. Mm. Luckily, it kind of worked out. Well, I mean, we can't take it seriously because we know Connor's the Reaper. (laughs) Sure. But it's good to like see other people's reactions and be like, oh, what? 
Wow. That looks really cool, man. Wow. Oh, good work. And so that one's actually being released today. Well, I mean, yeah. as we're recording this, it's being released today, but our listeners, it'll probably be out now for about a week yeah. um, when this when this drops, this episode. Um, and so, yeah, well, we'll definitely, actually, this, is, this leads me into a question I usually ask at the end, but I'll ask it now. Mm-hmm. Would you like that song, just a portion of that song to be played at the start of this podcast as a kind of, so that basically... Um, I, I play a little bit of music at the start of every episode so that the people listening kind of get an idea of who they're talking yeah. to if they've never heard of the band before or the artist. So is that a, probably a good choice? to Yeah, yeah? yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, awesome. Definitely. All right. Well, cool. We'll, we, we will have heard a little bit of Reaper um, by Siraj um, uh, before uh, this interview. Now, uh, before we um, finish up, I did want to ask you guys um, a little bit about your gigging stories because you've been gigging now for a year. Well, how long has the band been a thing? Uh, two years. Two years. But, yeah. uh, like, they were session players for a year. So we've only been a band for, like, just a under a year. Yeah. Under yeah. But a year. were you playing, though, yes. gigs yeah, then yeah. that yeah. first year? Gigs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you say session, Sarah, mm. were you paying these dudes? I was. And do debts? <laughs> I was. How much were you paying them a gig? <laughs> um, I was paying them 50 each for a gig. Whoa! And 50 how? each for rehearsal. <laughs> so, but you've got a day job, obviously. Yeah. What do you do during the day? Um, I'm a stripper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is insane. I didn't know that I'm about totally you. I'm totally kidding. No, my- <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's how Connor got the costume. Wow, yeah, she just went into her... Uh, St. Monica's is very proud of me. <laughs> my goodness. It was no, just nipple so, tassels. I mean, we I went was- to a Catholic school. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I have my own like singing school, which is a okay. business that pays pretty good, I guess. And yeah. um, my mum and dad are very supportive of it. So they were- they understood the relationship that I needed to build with these musicians. Yeah. And they understood that they were working for me. So they were happy to help with paying them here and there. Oh. Okay, and so we're subsidised yeah. by your, your old fo- yeah. your folks, sorry, yeah. and um and your Just your own income. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like looking back at it, I'm glad that I did it because it's like it's I guess it's given them like the opportunity to trust me and know that like I appreciate them being here, that I'm even willing to pay them to be yeah. here and create this magic, but. They all just enjoy it as it is, and they're like, nah, we, we do this for the magic and for the love of music, not for money. So, yeah. that's why we have a good. Well, that's good what set covers are for, man, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get and, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, when you um, made that transition, or even yeah. before that, you were starting to do shows together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for the last two years. Mm. Mm. Tell me about the first show that you guys <laughs> did. Brady O'Reilly's. Brady O'Reilly's. Brady O'Reilly's. Yeah, it's yeah. Gone whereabouts? That, that Rest in pieces. Brunswick, Sydney Road. Uh huh. Yeah, it's closed down now. Isn't that a cover band venue, Brighty O'Reilly's? Um, they do. <laughs> did they do original music? They, they they did start doing original music. Oh, we, right. we were with this company called Anthem Touring. Okay. And they are like original kind of. They hire original bands. And sure, yeah. And play around and do their own thing, which was pretty cool to start out with, to be honest with you. So for the first year, we were just going by them so because mm-hmm. they support live local original music and so they just gave us opportunities here and there and right yeah that's how we did most of our gigs but they were all pub gigs which i'm not going to say is horrible it did give us a lot of experience as a band to learn from being live and mm. understanding each other's um performance abilities and energies yeah but this year we've we haven't we've done one pub gig yeah probably just one um we just like kind of stepped back from it because like what we're aiming to do is obviously get uh, i don't know how do i explain this we want to get like the um i can't even english 
You what can't even I, English. I can't even English. Wow. I'm so sorry, Mr. Hanley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why? He wasn't your English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who was. Anyway, uh, we want to catch the attention of people that actually support us as a band and not just right. having a drink and listening to us. Do you know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yeah, which, sure. It, which is great, but like, More I guess exclusive. what we understand about the industry is to make it further, you need supporters that are going to support you like the whole way. And I'm right. sure you understand that too. Yeah. So we weren't getting that from pub gigs and it just became tiring and we started getting a lot more busy with what we're doing here and there and we're like, we just don't have time okay. for gigs that we need to beg people to come to. It's more like right. now we're being asked to play bigger gigs here and there, which has been really good. So, right, But okay. it definitely put our name out there a little bit here and there, which I don't regret it because it's given us an amazing experience. Right. And we started out, we were rocking up to all these pubs. We actually had uniforms when we first started playing. <laughs> I yeah. gave so. them uniforms. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> so we had to... Um, what did you have to wear? For the first, like, I think maybe six or seven months... It was button-up shirts, bow ties. Bow ties? I, yeah, I'm you know, not even you. Bow ties. Bow ties, okay. Bow ties, button-up shirts. Yeah. Sometimes tucked in. Yeah. And black pants. Black pants. Purple yeah. socks. That's Purple our thing. Socks. That's still that our thing. thing. Purple socks. Purple socks have stayed. Purple but the, socks. But we ditched, yeah. we ditched the suits. Whoa. Mm. And so, were you wearing the same thing as well, or you no, just made the band wear that? I just that? made the band, because they were just my session musicians. Yeah, they had so you were like, you same. had to look the same so I can be out here yeah. doing yeah, my like, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, was always, she was generally wearing something purple, so like a purple cause corset. Corset. Ah, okay, yeah. to kind of tie it all in. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, the front and then Person. Like, like, in the back. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but now it's just purple socks, which yeah. is our thing. And whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right uh, on. He has to wear tank tops, though. Christian has to wear tank tops. So yeah, yeah, he's he got the body. He has to. Duh. See, he understands. Yeah. Yeah. So his dog understands. Wear the tank top, man. <laughs> tank get out the like, guns. Yeah. What, sun's out, guns out? Is that the term? Uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting to get, like, I've been hit on at a couple of gigs, but nothing. Oh, my God. Say, I'm not saying that, like, arrogantly. Like, the people that have hit on me was a 60 year old woman, I think. <laughs> at St. Kilda Fest, it was like, awesome. Grabbed her sweatshirt and just started swinging in the air, like, yeah. Like, all right, calm down, Margaret. Like, the last couple of times I got a couple of screams. I think they've either just been like, you know. Well, some girl really... gave you her number at a gig as well. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no, and she, then, no, she asked me for my number, oh. and I'm just like, yeah. And re- at our re- our taken, most so. recent gig, which was what last Thursday, Jack got hit on by two girls, and they're still messaging him on Messenger. Oh, wow. Well, maybe Stop not by it. the time this airs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's tell us about fun. that actual first gig though yeah. at at um, Brightio White Riley's. What was that like? Did, you, did anyone you show think, up? Connor? Oh, I was shitting myself. We were stick figures. Yeah, we just stood there. We were oh, really we no were stage very, presence. No stage no. presence. Whatsoever. This was like the first time we had kind of played together at in a, public. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, like me and my brother were in a band beforehand that was mm. touring regularly around Melbourne, um, but it was the first time that we had played like I guess with Sarah and stuff like that and it was it was pretty nerve wracking because it was a different kind of crowd it was different atmosphere it wasn't like a oh we can screw up it's cool it's like a it no people packed. are like super yeah. like pumped to see us like we had a pretty good turnout for a first gig I was yeah. kind my of surprised my mum came my whole family came yeah the whole room yeah. was full like extended yeah. it all yeah it's cause like we've been jamming here and then we had like uploaded some stuff to social media for like a couple months and then sure. now we're finally doing a gig and people were like oh okay let's, let's actually go check this them. out yeah and it was terrifying Mm, yeah, I still have videos from that gig. Yeah, it was just um, like it wasn't a it bad was gig cute. for our first like, one. Like I moved around here and there. there was but like, yeah, I, I didn't move around too much. I was just like, or just like my okay. hair was so yeah, long, yeah. my beard was so short. 
Yeah, right. And my mum just came like center stage, just you know, taking videos. And- yeah, that's cute. That's what mums do, man. Mums do. So. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Good to see where we start. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And so, can you tell me about like the best gig that you've done to date, and why it was the best, and why you've kind of shared that's that memory? So hard. I think all of our gigs that's this year amazing. have just stepped up each gig. Well, you're saying something about St Kilda Festival. Saint what was Kilda that one Fest like? Was probably I. I can't. I don't know if it's our favorite. It was. It was our favorite. But then, like it was I said, the coolest. each gig has like stepped up. It was definitely our biggest crowd. There was about eight thousand people there mm-hmm. and what stage um, were, you, were you on we were on second? the push stage so right. the year before so this was in january so last year we did the battle of the bands for freezer yes and we ended up winning and doing the grand final at st kilda fest right so there was like four rounds we had to get through and then into st kilda fest so yeah and all of them. um if we got through all of them don't mm. want to brag <laughs> and it was awesome it was just so cool well, it's not an easy thing to do because yeah. a lot of bands all doing that so yeah it was just, it was really really cool because like everyone that played was amazing yeah they like, were mm. awesome it was so so insane yeah, just to watch them. I remember there was this band I think they called the Otters or something like that, but they yeah. were like fifteen or sixteen year olds. Like oh they were young God. as, and they had this like crazy sort of Arctic Monkeys cross with like um, fusion jazz. Fusion jazz, it was random, insane. but we we bet them from musicianship. That huh. just blew me away. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, crap. yeah. So was it actually still a competition even at the festival? Yeah, so, so you we, were still yeah, getting yeah. something to we win. We ended at the up end. winning the songwriting APRA, the APRA songwriting APRA award. Song, songwriting award. So wow. we, we got featured on APRA. And we got like some. Um, what are they called? Gift cards and stuff like that, which is yeah. pretty pretty cool. Yeah, but um, it was sick. It was so many people, and as soon as we started playing, like people just like had like come out from restaurants just to see us, and it was like the proudest moment I think we had as a band because we're like, ah, oh, this is was, cute. I think that was the first moment where we kind of realized that this is what we want to do. Yeah, like you know, we're we're, yeah. we're we're doing something. I think yeah. we yeah. kind of got a little bit emotional after that yeah, because it was just like, did. whoa, like. That was yeah. a fuckload of people. Like mm. Before, before that, yeah. we were playing Epping Hotel for an hour and a half, just um, you know, doing three covers. Dudes. Yeah, and now we're playing somebody pushing out of the way to get the over Kino a thousand or something people. Mm. And you've got people flocking to the stage to come see you play, and you know, sixty-year-old lady waving her sweatshirt around. <laughs> so Gilda Festival is huge, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was just for so. us to have that moment together, and for us to be like. Like reassured that this is what we want to do as musicians, and this is a path that we want to continue to walk on was really really cool to share. To nice, yeah, what I mean. yeah. Definitely. So it keeps us going. Moments like that. Did you guys have merch ready to sell to those eight thousand people? Or no, unbelievable. We were not ready. We weren't even a proper band at the time, right? We were still uh, like just, ah. just started. Probably just, just started. started being a band. I think. Because it was the competition style of things, you we couldn't actually sell yeah. merch. Oh, really? Yeah, we you weren't allowed oh, to. Bummer. We couldn't talk about us very much. We would yeah. just have to go on there and play, say hello. Do our, do you think? We did the social media plug and was that, the Instagram was that, stuff. It was only really yeah. until the EP launch, the recent EP launch, which I think for me was our best gig, but yeah, that was that when was we started fun. doing um, yeah. the merch. Because yeah. we had the shirts as well. Bracelets, T-shirts, CDs, stickers. Yeah, all that jazz, yeah. all that stuff, and yeah, we take was... FPOS. <laughs> yeah, that was the launch. So and you've was... got it all on Bandcamp as well, yeah. Yeah, we uh, do. Yeah, nice, nice. Wait, no, it's not Bandcamp. Is <laughs> it? Oh, is it Great Bandcamp? Cartel or something? Big Cartel. Big cartel. <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah, there's the a couple one. of them. Yeah, yeah. there is. Sorry, Bandcamp, like, no, Big Cartel. No, I didn't do that. Right on, man. Yeah. Oh, guys, look, thank you so much for coming in and talking to me here on the Art of Touring. It's been really. Oh, yeah, it's been really great hearing the history of the band and the history of you guys. How you all kind of formed um, the whole thing. Um, now, before we do finish, I do need to ask you. Yeah, how can the people out there follow you? What is the you know the 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 tagline at the end of the Instagram thing? Siraj what, how is it? Band. 
Spelt S A R A H J B A N D. There we go. You've yes. heard it first there by Sarah. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. So that's yeah. at Instagram, Facebook, and now Beats Cartel for all your merch and CD needs. And Twitter. We a- also and have YouTube. Oh, Twitter. Yeah, we, of we course. Connor is in charge of the YouTube. Come talk to me. Slide into my DMs. Don't yeah. Do just slide <laughs> right in. Yeah. Come talk to me. <laughs> Bring it back. back to the easy From the start. Yes, Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, thanks, guys. It's been yeah, great chatting. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you at a show very soon. Yes. Hell yeah. Ciao. See ya. And that's a wrap, Sizzlers, episode 35, Done and Dusted. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, give the podcast a share on social media and use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram. And I don't think I have a Twitter for Art of Touring. Twitter's not really a thing, really, for, for people that don't, you know, have a billion followers already on Instagram. So let's just stick with the Insta. For now, shall we, everyone? Is that all right? Are you okay with that? All right? All right. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with me, though, please do so. Email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, maybe you'd like to come on the show, or maybe you uh, know somebody who you think would be a good guest for the Art of Touring. Hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. Or just um, like Kyle, Kyle, like Connor <laughs> mentioned on the podcast, just slide into my DMs there on Art of Touring. Just... Just slide on in. Uh, you can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka, and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode or previous episodes of the podcast, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating. It is so easy. You're listening to the podcast right now, yeah? Get your phone out, as long as you're not driving. Scroll down to the bottom of where the podcast is in your phone and hit five stars, and then it says write a review. Click write a review and say, best podcast ever about Turing and, and stuff. You know, or something, you know, awesome. So the iTunes algorithm will be like, oh, this, this, uh, this podcast is all right. Please do that and stick around next week for another brand new episode. I release these episodes every week for free on a Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday morning, but most likely every Tuesday. So please, I'd love to have you as a regular listener on the art of touring. Now let's get into some plugs. The theme music for Art of Turing is a song called Start a Fire by The Pass Out, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole debut album by The Pass Outs on all digital platforms. And if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either CD or glorious coloured vinyl, go to thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com where you can get all your merchandise, including T-shirts, stickers, posters, and even skateboards. That is all for me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big, 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 big thanks to my guests this week from Suraj, Sarah J, Connor, and Christian. Uh, it was wonderful to catch up with those guys, and I look forward to following their musical journey very, very closely. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like when the Emperor, on ep- in episode one, um, is talking to Anakin after the celebration. He's like, oh, we will follow your career with great interest. Kind of like that, a little bit, if you're in episode one, Mark. 
then you know what I'm talking about. Hey, that's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with a Sis Dog. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Ghostbusters, where if they find cooked eggs on the counter in Dana Barrett's apartment, they will think it's weird. And and so it's not the Sarah Jones band, is it? It's, it's Oh, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. <laughs> I always just thought it was Sarah J. Oh, no, 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 everyone no. thinks that. It's fancy. Started, started off that, but... I, well, uh, look... No, it did. It was always Siraj. Nah. It's Siraj. Yeah, it was always it was Siraj. Always Siraj. Yeah. Ah, but um, well, but I must was... apologise because the the next um podcast coming up, I do a little shout out to the the next, next interview. Oh, right. I'm like, listen up next week when you're going to hear the Sarah J- Sarah Jones band. Clearly, that's not. Oh my god! Who I'll, be <laughs> I'll be interviewing Sarah ah, J. She'll be right. Siraj. Yeah, Siraj. Oh, sorry, Siraj. <laughs> I've already fucked it up. <laughs> Just think, think of like sriracha sauce. Okay. Yeah, 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 Siraj. <laughs> I love it. Help. I'm pretty Fantastic. sure Jack was going to get a sriracha bottle tattooed on him. We were wow. going to do that as merch, like sriracha, but with sriracha. Yeah, Siraj. right. Yeah. You ever seen those that show like Extreme Hoarders? Yeah, oh, we watched that the other night. <laughs> Did we you really? That on Netflix. It yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it on Netflix? It's called it's like, Consumed. This yeah, one. Consumed. And okay, it's, it's like the Great. same thing, but they have yeah. to, they're forced to get rid of seventy five percent of their stuff at the end of the show. Whoa! And it's, and like, it's a like bunch of families and, and stuff and like that, and they're all just like crying and stuff. It's like okay, it's, it's like, a sock, bro. <laughs> 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 it's a fucking sock. <laughs> they're crying about losing a sock. I like how you got it though. It's pretty cool. Like I like it. It kind of reminds me. It kind of reminds me. Like um, that this would be a typical like nineties hangout, or like this is like a that seventies show type hangout. You just bring your mates in here, yeah, and just chill right. Out. I like, like that. There'd be like a it. poker table or something. And well, there's the poker table. Shit, you know. So yeah, <laughs> we could swap it out. Us. We could get the poker table out. Do you guys know how to play Texas Hold'em or oh, what? what's going on? Probably do. Right, one dollar, two dollar blinds. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> on. It's on. <laughs>